Coming up today on the show, we're going to talk about the Parkology Challenge, where you have to ride every ride at Walt Disney World in one day. That's coming up next on Traveling with the Mouse. Welcome, everybody, to episode 188 of Traveling with the Mouse. This is Monday, February 18th, 2018. My name is Adam Brown, and I am joined by... John Martin. By the way, happy belated birthday, because I don't think we mentioned it in either of the two episodes you released <laughs> on your birthday. No, we did. We talked about <laughs> it on the Valentine's special. I made a little whisper oh, at did the beginning. We? I said, it's also my birthday. So oh, see when we're recording it, I must not have caught that. No, you did. I think you you said it. I think you we did. I yeah. I think we talked. Well, I've, about had, it. I've had a long last couple of days, yeah. so you know, I don't I don't remember very much. And you're also <laughs> old, right? We were just talking about age. Earlier. Hey hey hey. <laughs> I mean, I'm not really old, but hey, you hey. know, there's I've reached a point where there's certain things. Yeah. That I just like that's for young folks. <laughs> <laughs> like the parkology challenge is that what you're pretty about? much i mean this is not something that i i don't think i would attempt to do at least not with you know yeah. everything i got going on now family wise and everything but yeah there's i don't think it's something i would attempt to do i don't think i would enjoy trying to do this really but well i haven't done it yet so i don't know what it's like but i will say i'm excited to attempt it just to see what you can do in one day how many you can get in and just say hey i was able to ride every ride in one day it's kind of a nice thing if it's it's very difficult though <laughs> i will say that i've been following uh, people trying to attempt it and right. uh i have not seen anyone complete it yet um i followed you know i looked at somebody who had done it the the most recent one i can recall who did it was um Back in December, I think there might have been somebody who did it in January, but the one that I looked at uh, up close did it in December. I looked back on his Twitter account and saw that. So it's it's intense, that's for sure. I will say this. Um, I, I, it is kind of fun to see other people try it. I guess it's one of those things where, you know, I enjoy watching football, but there's <coughs> no way I'm going to go out there and, oh, uh, and play, play it. it you know? That's the way I'm seeing it about this this sort of thing now. Well, this is hardly so, NFL level of no, uh, intensity. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. I mean no, it's I know. It's just one of those things. It's kind of fun to keep up with and see what someone else is doing doing this. Because well, I mean, it's like I said for me, I'm just I just enjoy my park time at a much more leisurely pace than I maybe once would have. Yeah. I'm not I'm not a get in a rush kind of a person. Now, except of course, unless we have to get somewhere. Right. You if know, you're trying to make that time. fast pass for. Yeah, time-wise. Well, you you mentioned, you know, with kids, we both have small kids. And so, for me, yes, I will never attempt something like this with my children or with small children of any kind. This is a... Yeah, you'd be at like number fifteen at best by the end yeah. of the day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, we've probably done fifteen rides in a day at Magic Kingdom, but that was a whole day from start to finish, and there was a lot of breaks in between. But my friend and I, Jason, who is a contributor to the show in terms of you know social media and bonus content like that, we're going to do this by ourselves, of course, without kids. Uh, this sort of originated really from a conversation that we had on the bus 
to Magic Kingdom one day. I don't know how we got onto it, but I remember, you know, back, I think it was episode 77 or 79 of Traveling with the Mouse, we did an episode on different Disney challenges you could do. You can go back and listen to that one if you like. Um, on our website, you can find it there, travelingwiththemouse.com. But we talked about, like, doing all four parks in one day or going to all the countries and eating a food item or getting a drink or whatever at all the World Showcase pavilions or the boat ride challenge where you ride every boat ride at all four parks. I think there was one where it was, like, following Mickey, you know, doing all the Mickey meet and greets at every uh, park, things like that. I didn't mention that I can recall or at least we didn't talk at length about the Parkology Challenge, but <clears throat> what it is, as I said in the intro, is riding every single ride at uh, all four theme parks at Walt Disney World in one day. If you add all all those up, and I'll, I'll list them out in a second, but they are 49 current attractions at Walt Disney World considered rides, and as of the recording of this, there's four of them that are under refurbishment. So it's down to 45. And there's two different challenges, essentially, when it comes to the parkology. One is riding every single attraction that is open and available to ride. And then there's the literally riding everything that's considered a ride. So you have to go on a day where every ride is open no refurbishments and all that kind of stuff. That's like the ultimate challenge. But then there's like this one, you know, today, if I were to do try it today, it would be 45 uh, open attractions as of the recording of this, like I said. And other rides go up and down at different times. Anyway, so that's that's the, in a nutshell, what the challenge is. There's a million different ways to attempt it and only, I think, if I remember correctly, only 18 people or teams of people have actually finished the challenge officially as of the recording of this. Um, wow. And uh, you can do it at Disney World or Disneyland. Disneyland has the same thing. I imagine it would be a little easier in Disneyland since there's only two parks. Oh, yeah. Uh, 50 definitely. attractions. So Disneyland probably the most challenging is going to be you know they don't have the fast pass plus out there so they have still the paper fast passes so you have or max pass which is something you can purchase extra that helps get more fast passes but that otherwise you know Disney World because you have four parks that are miles apart from each other <laughs> in most cases um, it's that's much more difficult, I think. And this is the more popular one, I think, that people attempt, it seems. Let me talk for a minute about the history of this. It was conceived in 2013, this challenge. And their first official attempt was June 16th, 2013. And they completed 46, no, 45 rides and three duplicates. I'm not sure why people would ride the same thing more than once but and it says mm. two rides were closed due to weather which means they didn't actually do all 47 at that point uh november 8th 2014 was the first time it was successfully completed they did all 47 i think attractions on that 
or maybe it was 48 at that point. That's basically the history of it. It's been around since 2013, so it's about six years, going on six years. And it's evolved a little bit over the years because of, you know, the number of attractions has changed. As I said, there's currently 49 that they consider attractions. A couple of these are a little controversial, so I'll, I'll get into that now. Because the rule, there's so many rules around this. And um, you have to register if you're going to officially be recognized by the website for uh, attempting it or completing it. You have to have your Twitter updated with every ride you ride, time stamped so it knows what it is. You have to have a picture of you and your team if there's more than one of you on the ride itself and some attractions you have to have video to prove that you are actually riding it you have to disclose all the fast passes that you use as well so it's intense right that's that's there's a lot of rules around it it seems yeah it's like i said it's just further <laughs> solidification that is something i will never be doing never do Especially the part about having to update everything on Twitter as often as that. Yeah, I just that's for the birds. <laughs> well, that's why I think it's easier to ha- do it with somebody else. If you had at least two people, uh, the I think any more than that, it's going to be harder to get fast passes. And I think more people kinda, you do it with, the worse it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think any more than two. But if you have two, at least you got somebody who can be posting on social media while the other looks for fast passes and vice versa that kind of thing so i think a two-person team is the best way to go about it but going you know there's the ones it seems like who've done it the most and completed it have been by themselves if you're a really multitasking kind of person then you know maybe just try it by yourself and it might be the better better way to do it but the parkology challenge is a race against the clock. You have to ride all open rides in a single operating day. So that's regular hours. Uh, it does include like extra magic hours, things like that, but it does not include any paid events or extra things like a Halloween party, Christmas party, after hours events, DVC events, those kind of things do not in- count because it's uh, trying to uh, be something that most anybody could do. Uh, in a in a day, not not people who would have to pay extra and that kind of thing. So it's regular operating hours, with you know, of course, being able to use extra magic hours and things uh, is acceptable. Uh, you have to register, like I said on the website, at least twenty four hours in advance, and you have to use Twitter to do the hashtag at Parkology Challenge and do photos of every ride and everything. So, let's just get into the rides list, because some of these are a little controversial. Magic Kingdom has 25 attractions that they consider rides. Number one is Main Street Vehicles, which some argue that it is not an actual ride because it's not like something you can get a fast pass for. It's only available for about 90 minutes per day on the you know official uh, schedule for the day main street vehicles only run from like park open till around 10:30 a.m. typically so 
that's a very difficult one, obviously. It makes the challenge very difficult off the bat because you have to get to Magic Kingdom first thing in the morning. Or unless they run them at night after the fireworks, which they do, apparently. Just depends, but it's not officially listed on the schedule. In your mind, would you consider Main Street Vehicles part of the ride attraction? Um, no, I would yeah. not. That's how, that's kind of how I feel too, honestly. But it makes it a very difficult challenge by adding it. So I can see why they consider it a ride because you're technically in a vehicle and you're moving and you're in the park. So I get that, but it's not really like an attraction in my opinion. But anyway, it's more of right. a transportation vehicle. But Yeah, and it really is. It's meant the way they were originally laid out, especially. But, you know, now they have very limited operation. Yeah. But the way they were originally laid out was you get picked up at one point and you get dropped off at another point. Right. I mean, if you're going to count that as a ride, you might as well count the monorail. So. Now, I'll, I will list some reasons why they they list these in a minute. But that's one that I'm a little iffy on. Does um, the train count? It does, yes. The Walt Disney World Railroad does count. You don't have to ride it the entire circumference of the park. You can only you you can just do one stop, and that's enough considered enough. See, I mean that's again transportation. If you're especially right. if you're just using one stop and like all the way around. Yeah. But anyway. But it is it is considered a ride because it's a moving vehicle inside the park. I think that's their definition of a ride is anything that's in the park. So, for example, the monorail at Disneyland in California is considered a ride by them because you'd go in and out of the park. It, part of the ride is in the park, and there is a station in the park, so they consider that a ride at Disneyland, but they do not consider it a ride at Walt Disney World because it doesn't go in the park itself. So, that's their definition. Uh, Jungle Cruise, of course, Pirates of the Caribbean, Magic Carpets of Aladdin, Splash Mountain, Big Thunder. Here's the other one that is probably the most controversial, and that is the Rafts to Tom Sawyer Island. It's considered a ride, and I don't think it should be, personally. I don't I don't mm. think it should be a ride. I mean, it should be more so than the, the, main, the main street, street vehicles, in a way. I mean, they do the same thing. They take you from one place to, to another. another. Yeah. So, I... It, I guess it depends on which set of rules you're following. Right. So literally in the the challenge, you will get on the raft, ride it over, get off, and get right back on and wait for them to take you back. <laughs> that's all I guess. That's what you do. So it's a time waster just as some of these other are, but it's a requirement. And again, it's another one of these that they close Tom Sawyer Island earlier in the day than some of the others you have a limited time window to ride this one as well because before dark they will close off tom star island the raft won't run anymore so you have a very specific time you have to be <laughs> back at magic kingdom to do this in order to finish the uh the challenge the riverboat of course is also haunted mansion small world peter pan's flight the carousel winnie the pooh under the sea Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, Teacups, Dumbo, Barnstormer, Tomorrowland Speedway, which of course is still currently as we speak under refurb, 
People Mover, Buzz Lightyear, Astro Orbiter, and Carousel of Progress is also considered a ride because technically as it's a moving theater. So yeah. So you move, therefore it's considered a ride. You know, things that aren't considered rides are like Tiki Room, Country Bear Jamboree, Monsters Inc., Laugh Floor, you know, Philhar Magic, because they're not moving. They're just shows essentially, so other things like the Swiss Family Treehouse is not either because it's a walkthrough attraction. You're not actually in a vehicle moving anywhere. So Maybe it should say attractions that are rides, I should say, yeah. that require that have a line because the Main Street vehicles don't have a line. The yeah. railroad does most of the time. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, because the Main Street vehicles, you just have to be there at the right time and pretty much wait for the... Right. right one to stop, I guess, or the, wherever it's stopping, or if it's stopped there. Right. You just um, hop on. Yeah. So You're going to get some hop-ons. Moving on to uh, Epcot. Spaceship Earth, Mission Space. Now, the other thing about Mission Space is it doesn't matter which side you do. The green or orange is fine. Just do one of them. Test Track, Grand Fiesta Tour, Imagination, Soren, Living with the Land, Seas with Nemo and Friends, and Frozen Ever After. The one I was thinking of at Epcot is if you're going to consider the Tom Sawyer raft a, a ride, then why aren't the Epcot friendship boats that are inside the park considered an attraction, or ride, excuse me, because they don't, those boats don't go outside the park. They only go from, like, the Canada area to Morocco and back. So... Right. That's one thing I don't understand. And the other, the other side goes to Italy, right? Yeah. Right? Which I haven't seen that side run in a long time. The only really? side I've actually seen running is, is Canada to Morocco. i got to be honest. It's been since like the at yeah. least 90s since I've ridden one. <laughs> right. so. Yeah. I've only seen that one running lately in the last several years. But, I, you know, maybe I'm just missing it. But... Uh, the reason they give, because I, I, I did look this up, they say because Disney doesn't list the Friendship Boats on the app or on the map as an attraction, whereas they do list the rafts for Tom Sawyer Island and the Main Street vehicles are listed. That's why they include them. Hollywood Studios, you have Toy Story Midway Mania, Star Tours, Rock and Roll Coaster, Tower of Terror, Slinky Dog Dash and Alien Swirling Saucers. Animal Kingdom, Kilimanjaro Safari, Wildlife Express Train, Kali River Rapids. Both of those are currently down for refurb. Uh, Expedition Everest, Dinosaur, Primeval World, Triceratops Spin, Flight of Passage, and Navi River Journey. Mm. Alright. So, thinking about this, as far as like strategies go, most people will start on a day that has early morning hours at Hollywood Studios or Animal Kingdom and they'll try to knock out that whole park first. Currently at Animal Kingdom there's seven rides and six at Hollywood Studios. Animal Kingdom has several that have extremely long waits like Flight of Passage so without a fast pass for that you really need to rope drop it or do an early morning uh, hour for this. And for Hollywood Studios, it's kind of the same thing. You need one for Slinky Dog or Tower of Terror or 
Midway Mania gets long, Rock and Roller Coaster gets long wait, so those can be challenging. But of course, you have to make it over to Magic Kingdom in time to do Main Street vehicles before they stop running. Or you just have to hope that they run them again later in the at night. So That's another reason why I don't think the Main Street vehicles should count. I mean, there's because of the limited operation. Yeah, I mean, it's extremely limited <laughs> operation. Yeah. I think that's the problem. Another reason why it shouldn't count. But I, I agree with you. But I think one reason why they're leaving it in right now is because it makes it extremely difficult to complete uh, with well, yeah. it included. So. <laughs> I mean, there should be different levels to this challenge, maybe. Yeah. But. Well, I will... Did I already mention that there are essentially is you know the ultimate version is writing everything i think i did already mention that is any has anyone ever done that yes some some have done that now when you say ride you mean like literally every ride or all the ones i just mentioned okay so none of them were closed right yeah some someone has done yes when none of them were closed yeah it takes a little bit of luck actually it does yes yeah, I was looking at the guy who did it on uh, December 5th, and he was, you know, there was still a couple of things down for a refurb. I think, I forgot which ones. There were still a couple. I think the the railroad was down by early December, and I think there was one other. The Wildlife Express at Animal Kingdom was down, that's right. And he was able to get a same-day fast pass for Flight of Passage because he rope-dropped... He started at Magic Kingdom and did Main Street vehicles like at like seven something in the morning or eight. I forgot what time it opened. And then he went over to Hollywood Studios and did everything there and then and then was able to do like the Animal Kingdom and get he got a fast pass for Flight of Passage same day and some stuff like that. So he got really lucky when it came to fast passes. He also got same day um, Frozen Ever After, Test Track, and Soren. So that's pretty lucky. I wonder now with uh, Disney's recent uh, Fast Pass window changing, like say somebody who decided yeah. to stay on property when they do this challenge, right? If they uh, will have better luck with the Fast Pass um, yeah. Perhaps. system. Even if, you, even if you go yeah. on the, you know, like on the nose. 60 days you should have the best luck of ever as far as much time you get for each thing yeah i think the hardest thing though is deciding 60 days out what your strategy is going to be because sometimes you know park hours can change like that happened for us the day we're going to do it is march 9th and the park hours were extended for magic kingdom and animal kingdom so that sort of changed our plans i think your initial fast pass would stay the same no matter what though and you can always drop them i mean right you're still getting going to get your your best advantage by doing it as early as possible oh yeah yeah definitely let me just get into the weeds here uh they they give their definition of what constitutes riding a ride and uh, it says getting on a vehicle and riding it until they let you off you must ride the complete ride unless noted below, which they do have some exceptions, or in certain on-ride breakdown situations. 
So they do have some judgment calls on certain things like the railroad. They say as long as you get off one station, it's fine. You don't have to do the whole thing. Main Street vehicles, it says it doesn't matter which vehicle you choose. Just ride one of them. So you don't have to do all, you know, the fire truck, the omnibus, and the trolley. You could just pick one and that's it. You don't have to do all of them. It says there's rides that have multiple tracks, like Primeval World, Toy Story Mania, Space Mountain. You know, obviously, you don't have to do all of them. Just do one. Mission Space, as I mentioned earlier, that doesn't matter which side you do. More than likely, I imagine people do green because it's typically a slightly shorter wait. So I would I would imagine people choose green most of the time. Tom Sawyer Island, it says there's no need to explore the island. You can just get on and get off the raft. And it says the carousel and Main Street vehicles or any other attraction that you could conceivably jump on, snap a photo, and then jump off, you must include a video of you actually riding the attraction. So... Jumping on and jumping off is considered cheating. Oh, yeah. So you have to do a video on all of them? Just the ones that they... These two. It says carousel and the Main Street vehicles. Because you could hop on the carousel, take a picture like, hey, I'm riding the carousel, and then jump off rather than actually riding it all the way around. Same as the Main Street vehicle. Because sometimes they do have them parked like out there. They're not running. You can just jump in one, take a photo, and then... (laughs) jump out and they so they want you to actually post a video on those so that it shows that it's in motion and you're on it so i think i'd probably post a video on all of them because <laughs> i mean <laughs> well, you know it's a short clip you know oh, okay well you don't have to do the whole attraction though right i was thinking some of them are hard and they do mention this that say uh flight of passage for example you can't really take a picture of you on the ride itself like, you could try to snap a picture before you get seated in your vehicle. But it also said uh, the second pre-show room is acceptable to take a picture there because it proves you're, you're deep into the experience at that point. So they, they do... And I think you do have to show that you have your 3D glasses as well. So there's certain well, exceptions. I know for a fact that Flights of Passage is one that, if you wanted to, you know, the bins that are behind you where you put your stuff, you can actually, like, put a camera on and (laughs) just videotape yourself doing it. Right, yes, I've seen. I say videotape. You can record. (laughs) I'm going to say we're going way back in time when I say Well, say, back when it opened in 1997, yes, uh, you could (laughs) videotape yourself. I don't know why I used to videotape But anyway, you can school. record yourself with whatever device you have, you know, sitting in the bin. If you wanted to, you just turn it on. And I know you can do this because I've seen it done in a video. So Yes. Yes, I have seen it done too, but I wouldn't want to go to that length because if your phone tipped over or fell over or didn't hit record, you know, you'd be screwed. So making sure you get that last pre-show room or something just to make sure well, you're there. Let me give. You, well, let me ask you this. There's nothing in the rules that state you have to post it like as soon as it happened, right? I mean, well, I think you have to have a timestamp. Like, there's, I, there might be an app that you have to use that puts timestamps on your photos, just so you don't have to post it right away. You can, yeah, you, as long as you have a timestamp on the photo, it's that's good to go. 
Because see, what I think I would do is I would set my device in a position in which I know I can lay it down, it record, prove that I'm on flights of passage, and just record the whole experience. Because, I mean, it's that's pretty long, but yeah. that'd probably be one of the longest you'd have to do. Well, I guess you could always edit your video and cut it down to, like, you know, 10 seconds yeah. to show that you were on it. So, Like, I have a handle that there's different ways you can set the smartphone on the handle and mm-hmm. one of them I could see where you could like lay it almost tilted a little bit. I don't think it would fall over there that way. Yeah, you could probably do it. I don't really know what I would benefit from having that video because it probably wouldn't look that good. If... At least it would prove you were on it though. It would be interesting though to watch because I have seen the, what you're talking about where it does flip. You, you do go up and down quite a bit. It doesn't feel like it necessarily Not as I mean, much yeah yeah it's kind of interesting doesn't feel like it while you're doing it so quite so much right all right so the main rule for parkology challenge first rule of fight club is no cheating so yes <laughs> you can you can use fast pass plus you can use single rider lines you can use extra magic hours and of course the my disney experience app is your best friend for this challenge because you have to be on it constantly to get more fast passes because the folks I've seen today had, you know, 18 to 20 fast passes that they used today. So the ones that have done it and they didn't even complete the challenge today. So you got to be using as many fast passes as you can get. These following techniques are not allowed because technically they are not available to just the average daily guest, right? Uh, even though they do allow extra magic hours and that's not allowed for every guest, it's it's still pretty common if you're staying at a Disney resort, so they do include extra magic hours. Here are some things that are not allowed. Insider access, because you know a cast member or you have some sort of relationship with the Disney company that allows you to either bypass the line in some way, you know, like VIP tour, that's also obviously not <laughs> allowed. Going anywhere backstage by any means against the rules or if you knew a cast member that let you in backstage that's obviously not not uh acceptable using anywhere paper fast passes so if cast members can issue those to people for any attraction or if a ride breaks down and they give you a paper fast pass that is also not allowed because i guess you can't prove that you got it at a certain time like you could someone could have given it to you and you weren't actually you know there's all kinds of things around that you know you can't cut in line and you can't tell other people that you're doing a challenge so that they'll let you cut in line that kind of stuff you can't buy uh, additional park tickets so that you can get extra fast passes uh, you cannot borrow somebody else's magic band to attain other fast passes that kind of thing it says to you can't take advantage of technical glitches or things like that. Uh, no violation of park rules, so no running, no uh, being disrupting anything or deceiving cast members or other guests in any way. So there you have it. There it um, is. They have a special section for if rides break down. So if you're if you have a fast pass for Seven Dwarfs Mine Train and it breaks down and you get that use anywhere fast pass 
for the rules of the challenge, you have to use it at Seven Doors Mine Train because that's where you got the original Fast Pass. I see, Sir Luke. And, of course, outside assistance, there's another thing. You can't have, like, a personal driver to, like, chauffeur you around from park to park. So if you had a friend that was just going to be your driver for the day, like, pick us up outside of Magic Kingdom and drive us over to Epcot, you know, you have to be able to use the Disney transportation or Uber, Lyft, the, uh, you know, the buses, the monorail, the uh, Skyliner, whenever it's open. Those those are the things you have to do. Okay, Uber and Taxi. Lyft, though, isn't that cheating? Because they can drive up to an area closer than, say, yeah. a friend could. <laughs> yeah, well, they don't consider it cheating because any guest can do it. I mean, you, Any guest could park hop from any park using Uber or Lyft, so that's why they All don't right. consider it. But they do... They do say, you know, a friend, that kind of thing, is, is illegal. I don't know why, necessarily, but I guess because you wouldn't have to wait on them, maybe, like you might a Lyft or an Uber or a bus or a monorail, because they would already have, be ready for you, I guess. I'm going to say, or if you have deep pockets and you want to do this challenge using the minivans, that would yeah, be okay. I guess, yes, you could use minivans, because technically that's still Lyft, so... yeah. You as long as you have them. an extra, like, five grand to spend. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. Other things you can't do are, you know, have people go get food for you or save your spot in line or use, this is more for Disneyland, use someone to get fast passes for you at kiosks. You can't have any of that uh, outside help. So it's a lot of this part right here, though, is based on the honor system pretty much because how are you going to prove that you didn't do that? Event? Or how is anybody else going to prove you did? Yeah. Well, like I said, it, it is some of this is honor system, but uh, I will tell you this from what I've seen of you know once you start tagging you know Parkology Challenge and and the hashtagging and start posting your pictures, uh, some of the regulars that are there a lot uh, they tend to show up and sort of either cheer you on, but they're probably also kind of watching. <laughs> Just to make sure that you're following the rules. Another and pair of eyes. Exactly. Yeah. It seems like, from what I've seen and uh, observing, they kind of show up when they see that you're doing the challenge. They'll say, "Hey, I'm at Magic Kingdom. I'll follow you around for you know, I'll go on a couple of rides with you, or whatever." So they, I think, part of it is is just trying to maintain the integrity of the challenge as well. So. So if you're going to cheat, cheat early. <laughs> probably, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the way to do it. It's kind of like golf and using the foot wedge. Right. Exactly. You have to call penalty on yourself. Yeah, it's kind of like <laughs> golf, I guess. <laughs> Other things you can't do are utilizing Club 33 benefits, which gives you extra fast passes. The They consider if you have a club level room and buying the extra $50 a day to get it, they consider that against the rules too because not just every guest can do that. So uh, they try to do things that the majority of guests can do every day. So I guess doing the uh, $12,000 dream tour is out of the question. Exactly, yeah. No tour, guys. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And, uh, of course, like if Magic Kingdom had a 24-hour event, it would be a whole lot easier. So they consider that not part of the challenge because it's only that one day a year. If they, if, I don't think they've done it in a couple of years, but 
that's obviously not considered part of it either. I think there should be a challenge that involves like being able to use these special events, but yet you have to do absolutely every attraction in Walt Disney World. <laughs> but those events, though, I mean, they don't exist anymore. I mean, they haven't done it in like four years now, I think. So Yeah, it's been a while. Unexpected ride closures, if this happens, due to weather maintenance, it still uh, is part of it. Like, it's things happen. So if a ride closes, like last week, Dinosaur was pretty much closed all day. It was only open for like an hour, and then it broke down, and it was closed the rest of the day. So I think one guy actually was able to ride it before it closed, and everybody else was just like, they couldn't do it because that was closed the rest of the day, so nobody was able to finish uh, because of that. So you can't substitute a ride, you know, for any other, you can't, show. right, exactly, like, hey, a dinosaur is down, but I did, tough to be a bug, like, no, yeah. it doesn't count. It's like, I sat through it. I mean, right, <laughs> exactly. If a ride breaks down while you're on it, they say they general generally do count it because you were on it and you were in the ride vehicle when it broke down. Uh, if you're in line and it breaks down, it is not in, not counted because you weren't actually in the ride vehicle. So, uh, last thing I will say is there's three difficulty levels that they consider, uh, and you get badges for each of these. You know, you get a badge for each park you do all the rides for in one day, and if you complete the all rides that are open. You get a specific badge versus doing the every single ride that's considered a ride. If there's no refurbs and that kind of thing, you get a different badge. There's also the difficulty level uh, badges, which the expert difficulty level is what they call you know, the most challenging because it's the shortest amount of time, 17 hours or fewer. Anything under 15, they consider, I mean, I don't think this is written on the website, but I think is pretty much impossible if you have 15 hours or less. Uh, 15 hours to 17 hours is possible, but it's very difficult. Advanced difficulty is 18 hours, and anything that's 19 or more is considered moderate difficulty. That's the challenge in a nutshell. And if you go to parkology.com, P-A-R-K-E-O-L-O-G-Y dot com and you click, you go down to upcoming attempts if you scroll down and look for March the 9th you will see TWTM podcast is on the list as of right now it looks like we're the only ones doing it on March 9th you can follow us on Twitter at TWTM podcast that day and see how far we get or see what happens if we get we'll see where how we end up but we are going to attempt it then and we'll probably list some some bonus content from that uh, maybe patreon uh, content for you know maybe a vlog or you know extra content of how the strategy and planning went and how the you know the post debriefing of how the challenge went, that kind of thing, will be some bonus content. So look forward to that and cheer us on if you want on social media. 
any other closing thoughts from from you about <laughs> the challenge itself? <laughs> well, I was kind of thinking, you know, a little bit about how I would approach it. I would think the easiest time to do it would be during the summer months whenever Magic Kingdom's yeah. open so much later. Yeah, a 1 a.m. close, you know, typically is so, pretty common in the summer. So I'm just, this is just my thoughts on how I would approach this challenge if I were to do it, okay? Yeah. I think one of the first things I would do is look at a time frame in the summer yeah. when I know hours are likely to be later. I would pick, based on touring plans, their crowd calendar. Yeah. Yeah. I would pick a time frame that's usually slower, but yet still has later hours during the summer. Yeah. It may it may not end up that way, but at least that's your best bet, so to speak. You know that during the summer, most of the ride capacities are going to be running as full as they possibly can. They probably have certain numbers where they decide to bring something out. I don't know how they work it exactly, but I feel like they have a, like, this is the level where we're going to break out this many vehicles and all that good stuff. Yeah. So... It'd be kind of like one of those in-betweens. I think I would shoot for a day in which Magic Kingdom actually has, even though it'll be the latest park open, I think I would shoot for a day in which it has extra magic hours, or do extra magic hours not count? They do count, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I would look for a day when Magic Kingdom has extra magic hours. And I say this because even though... It's open late anyway. I, I think having that little those two extra hours as late as they are makes for much smaller wait times in those last two hours yeah. most of the time. Right, yeah. So you could probably do some of the things you would normally even get a fast pass for and actually still get on it yeah. without needing one. And I would also, I would, instead of getting, say, something like a fast pass for Flight of Passage, and if that is if I couldn't get a reasonable one, I would rope drop it. Yeah. I think would be the first thing I would do. I think whatever I think the most popular thing is. Do that first. Right. I'm either going to do that first or I'm going to have a fast pass. For, I'm going to have fast pass for the next one of the two things. Slink dog is, comes to mind. One of the, yeah. you know, anything in Toy Story Land. I'm either going to fast pass those things for opening, you know, first or I'm going to rope drop one of them. Yeah. I think my strategy, because I've done it before, would be to rope drop flights of passage. Yeah, because uh, I feel like it would be easier to go like road drop flights of, flights of passage and then maybe have a fast pass for Navi River Journey there and have that taken care of. You know what I mean? Right. The only thing where that gets tricky is if you do that in Animal Kingdom, you have to do three for that park, right? So what's the other right. two you do and why? You know, it's maybe Kilimanjaro. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know what the other one would be, but... Well, from from what I've seen, like you can probably do Flight of Passage and Navi River Journey back to back without any weight to speak of, or much of a weight, because during a morning magic hour, I should say, because if you did a regular rope drop, you probably would have a decent weight for the Navi River Journey, but during a magic hour, you might might be okay. Yeah, I'm assuming that the person we were following that did this just a couple of days ago. I saw that their earliest ride was like 7 a.m. and it was Flights of Passage. Right. They were actually so, on it, yeah, because I think they will open a few minutes early to get so you how, in. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. How are they on it at 7 a.m. if it wasn't early morning hours of I some think kind? it was, yeah. It was a 7 a.m. Okay. early morning start, but they let you in 
kind of the area before seven to get to okay. get up to that point. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure when I saw it posted, I was like, it was like seven a.m. They were on the ride, and I'm like, wait yeah. a minute, how is that even possible? Right. Well, uh, there's a video I can link to in a show notes too from Touring Plans where the guy did rope drop back in like October of 2017 or November, I think it was 2017. He was on the first bus, I think from Art of Animation and the park was opening at eight and they let them in the park at 7.30. They let them up to Pandora by 7.45 and they were opening the ride, you know, by that point. He was out of flight of passage by like 10 after seven or eight or whatever the time was that the park opened and then he did navi river right after that and then went over to kilimanjaro safari but he didn't ride it but he said it was like a 10 to 20 minute wait or whatever it was so it can be done if you do rope drop during an early magic hour i think you can easily get animal kingdom done without too much waiting i don't even think you need fast passes uh for anything if you do it early enough Okay, so maybe not even use the fast pass there. Maybe use it on something like Toy Story first. Right. Yeah. If you so. get a morning, like you could park hop from Animal Kingdom to to Hollywood Studios, but then you start running into the issue of the Main Street vehicles if you can't get there in time back to Magic Kingdom by ten thirty in the morning. So. And here's my uh, here's my secondary thinking on it. Okay. The one with the the park with the most rides is obviously Magic Kingdom, right? Yeah. So maybe the best strategy is to tackle that one first and then say Animal Kingdom would probably be the one with the latest hours in the summer. At least that's the way it was this past summer anyway. The latest hours after that. So maybe do Magic Kingdom first. Then maybe do them in sequential order, so to speak. Magic Kingdom first, then Epcot, then Studios, then... Animal Kingdom. Kingdom. Uh, if it had if it had an 11 p.m. close time, plus extra magic hours for it, perhaps. Yeah. If I mean, it, I don't even know if you would need the extra magic hours, assuming you got the other stuff in. Because don't you? So, I mean, just think. This is just what I'm thinking. I'm like, okay, let's say a rope drop, maybe an early morning hour for Magic Kingdom, right? Mm-hmm. So you can start early at Magic Kingdom, do everything you have to do over there, take the monorail to Epcot do the Epcot ones, take the boat to the studios, or if it's in the fall, take the Skyliner yeah. to the studios, do what you got to do there, then hit Animal Kingdom last. Yeah. That's the way I think would be the, probably the optimal in the summer. That's just me. but Yeah, I think if, if you could get it where Animal Kingdom was actually up until 11, I don't know if it is, but you know, typically though you have Magic Kingdom up until 1 a.m., so you get much more time there. So most people I've seen do it, or I think everybody I've seen actually completed, they finished at Magic Kingdom just because it was open the latest. There's a lot of ways to do this, but, yeah, you know, you just got to well, just That's just my thinking. Since Animal Kingdom has later hours now than what it used to, I could see we're maybe doing the park with the most rides first would maybe. seem advantageous. Do you see what I mean? Get them I done with. I see it. I just don't know that you could get it done quick enough to get the other three in before like, you know, 10 or 11 p.m. Unless well, it opens got, at like 7, you know. And you got to consider it this way. 
if you're doing Magic Kingdom first, there's your first three fast passes there. I mean, you mm-hmm. would pick something like I don't even know if you'd have to pick Mine Train. You would probably just rope drop Mine Train yeah. and then pick pick maybe the Mountain Range for your right, three yeah, fast passes. Three passes or Peter Pan. Yeah, you Peter know, Pan. You probably need that one. Yeah. Uh, you see what I mean? I'm just uh, that's, I'm thinking there's a tons of different ways you could do it, I think, and pull it off potentially depending yeah. on what happens. Right. So in in conclusion, I'll just say that, you know, for one reason we're picking March is it's one day that we can do a kid free week <laughs> as sort of a p- practice run in a, in a sense, because. At first, you know, the park was only open till 9. That was the latest any park was open. And then they extended the hour. So we knew up front when we first decided to do this, it wasn't going to happen. Like, at, at one point, we were just going to do an, an after-hours event at Hollywood Studios to, to try and actually do it, even though it would be unofficial. But now that they've extended the park hours, it gives us a fighting chance to actually do it. And it's still extremely difficult. But it was really the the only time we had where we could arrange it without kids so that we just go down there, try it, and then come back kind of thing and learn from it and see if we want to try it again in the summer. I think the other thing, though, that's a challenge in the summer is the weather. You might run into some afternoon thunderstorms where you might have some trouble getting around, you know, getting something in that might... Other things might be closed because of the weather, so you might might have some difficulties there, uh, depending on the weather. But So you can visit our website, TravelingWithTheMouse.com. We also have an email address, which is podcast at TravelingWithTheMouse.com. Our Patreon page is patreon.com slash podcast, And like I said, we'll be posting some extra content there, so be sure to check that out. You can also find us on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's all at TWTM Podcast. We have a Spreadshirt store in which you can buy your exclusive TWTM merchandise. That is shop.spreadshirt.com slash TWTM Podcast. So for John Martin, my name is Adam Brown, and we will see you on our next trip.